0: Good morning and welcome to Emily in the Morning, this is the podcast on which I share my morning cup of coffee with a poem by Emily Dickinson, and I share that poem with you. Today, we have the one that begins, A Science, So the Savants Say. A science, so the savants say, comparative anatomy, by which a single bone is made a secret to unfold, of some rare tenant of the mold, else perished in the stone. So to the eye perspective led this meekest flower of the mead, upon a winter's day, stands representative in gold of rose and lily manifold and countless butterfly. So this poem, which is incidentally the 100th poem that I've talked about with you, absolutely blew me away. I just love it. And it's not just because it's a bit different in the sense that it is not our usual, you know, eight, six, eight, six, four lines a piece sort of thing. We are now playing with that work, expanding that form. It's just exploded in this really beautiful, beautiful new mixing, I'm going to say, of the elements that Dickinson has been consistent with throughout her work. So let's first just address the fact that we are t- looking at different sorts of stanzas now. So they have six lines each. And the rhythm, there's eight syllables, eight, then six, and then eight and eight and six. But even though you might think we're almost dealing with the tercet because we've got eight, eight, six, eight, eight, six, and in the rhythmic sense, we are, but the rhyme scheme just messes that all up. The rhyme scheme, we've got A, A, B, C, C, B, right? So we've got a couplet, and then the, the B rhyme, which would be bone and stone, links, the two together. So, I I like to think of this as her adding an extra line to her 8686 rather than sort of just stacking two turrets on top of each other because I find it more interesting. But of course, you can think of it in whichever way you prefer. Now, let's get into a few of the images before I let you get about your day. Now, this this poem is about this sort of contrast between empirical science and the stuffiness and pomposity that often comes with that, and someone who is just observing nature and is able to tell from a sort of almost cultural wisdom sense what is happening in the world around. So the first stanza is the science side. As it starts, a science, so the savants say. It's such a a sibilant-filled line. You're just hissing as you say that, and it's almost like Dickinson is sort of going s- 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 right at the, the scientists that she is not a super big fan of. She respects them, but she doesn't think they see the full picture. Um, at least that's what I'm feeling in this poem. But anyway, a scientist, so the savants say, comparative anatomy. That bits in quotations to sort of show that it maybe is the title of a textbook or a lecture or something distanced from the words of the poem. By which a single bone is made a secret to unfold, of some rare tenant of the mold else perished in the stone." So I think from those final four lines we see that she's talking here about study of fossils, which would have been hot stuff at the time. And she, I mean it still is, but it was very exciting and fresh in a way that I don't think it quite is anymore. Um, but she's talking about how From one single bone, these scientists can reconstruct an entire animal from one fossil. And what's interesting to me is that she's not particularly interested in this concept. She's saying, yes, that's cool, but wait. And so then the next stanza is her proposal of what would be even better than doing that. And she says, so, so she's drawing a comparison, so we're comparing, so to the eye perspective led this meekest flower of the mead. So she said, in the same way that these scientists, who she's using the quotation marks on, can construct a whole animal from one bone, in the same way, I, or the eye, physically I, or the speaker I can think of it as a duality, I can construct an entire spring an entire summer from one early flower right we're going to just read those lines again so you can see where i'm getting that from so to the eye perspective led this meekest flower of the mead upon a winter's day so it's still winter it's early spring it hasn't really happened yet get the sense this is the first flower maybe a dandelion because she does say it's golden (laughs) um stands representative in gold of rose and lily manifold and countless butterfly Right, so in the same way that from one bone, the scientist can deduce the whole animal from one dandelion, she can deduce all the glories of spring and summer, rose and lilies and butterflies. So that is all I'm going to leave you with for today, but I will talk to you again soon.